This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Mega, making Eternia great again. I am Eddie, Prince of Daydream Destruction Manual and Defender of the Podcast Arcade. This is Carl, my goad-kicking friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic microphone and said, By the power of podcasts, I have the power! I have the power too! Carl became the mighty goat kicker, and I became E-Man, the most podcasty man in the universe! Only three others share this secret. Our friends, the podcasteress, Justin at Arms, and Dorco. Together we defend the podcast arcade from the evil forces of boredom. Mega! Hey everybody, welcome to Make Eternia Great Again. I am one of the hosts, Carl Smith. And Eddie! Hey Eddie, how's it going? I am so excited to do this again! Yes! Doubling down on the double host duties. Uh, people. <laughs> alliteration doesn't work for me. <laughs> people should not get used to this, but they should enjoy it when, it when it happens. You should encourage this to happen more often, actually. Please. Hey, you should uh, start uh, paying us some money and we'll. Yes. <laughs> the wives will or, be even. Pay our wives money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Buy them something nice and then they'll let us do this more often. Find them a nice boyfriend or from something. The <laughs> from the fans of Mega. Yes. And then it'll, we can do this more often. Um, on this episode, what are we talking about? Well, I thought we'd stop and talk about, instead of the individual figures, let's talk about the accessories that fit into their hands and sometimes what? not so much into their hands. But Well, and kind of coming back to the creativity of this, the weapons and the, and the armor pieces were kind of insane. Right. So you start off with Star Wars figures. They don't really have to come with weapons unless you are one of the lightsaber-wielding right. characters. But they kind of did. Everybody got one gun. Maybe it was something that was used in the movie. Maybe not. Right. Maybe it fit the figure. Maybe it didn't. Uh, G.I. Joe came with a lot of accessories. But then when He-Man came around, they got some character-specific and very memorable accessories packed in the packages with them. Almost each character had their own unique either like firearm or, or stabby weapon of some sort, or blunt force. <laughs> right. So if we start with just the two archetype uh, characters, He-Man and Skeletor, between the two of them, they came with probably the greatest assortment of accessories for boys' action figures of all time. Oh, my gosh. So He-Man, what's He-Man come with? He comes with the power sword, the well, double... Oh, half. Half of the power sword... <laughs> Which was never fully explained or sought out in the cartoon. Or never, yeah, never shown. Like, that was just, it's there if you like it, kid. Yeah, like, these swords, these two halves fit together. What does it even mean? Why would they not push the mythology of that? If yeah. The, the idea is a lot like those Mar- Marvel Legends figures they have today. Have you seen those? You buy, no. like, a fancy sculpt of a Marvel superhero, and it comes with a piece of another, of another figure. another figure, yep. So was this their attempt at that? Like, you can only have the power sword if you buy Skeletor and He-Man. That's got to be part of it. So, but the swords were different colors. Did you feel like the smartest kid in the world when you noticed that, like, which side, was it, which side had the female end and the male end? Was it He-Man? Was I don't the... know, but Faker's was wrong. Oh, Right. Okay. Maybe. Like Faker and He Man couldn't put their put sword their swords together. together. It or, was only. Is that right? Or was it Faker and Skeletor? Maybe Faker and Skeletor did. They because, had the same. Yeah, because then the bad guys couldn't just say, "Well, we don't even need He Man. We'll just put we got ours this together. right here." Yeah. I want to say, and this is another. Hey, correct us if we're wrong, listeners. But I want to say He Man had the male end, and Skeletor had the female end. And I remember being the smartest kid, feeling like the smartest kid in the world one day when I'm like. Wait a minute! And you mash them together, and, and you're they like, snap oh, together. They make a whole sword. Now I don't know that I ever owned my my brother was the bigger He-Man collector of the family, um, but I don't know that we ever owned uh, one of each of the swords for long enough to actually play with them. Right. So I don't remember. Did they actually stick together, or was it just kind of a spurious like? Well, if you kind of cram it into his hand, it. Well, so the thing was, the handle was a fully realized handle. So it was it, circular. Right. It wasn't like half a handle. So you're you're kind of onto something where the swords, 
they had that back, like they had that piece that you could, but they didn't fully go all the way together because of the handle. Oh. And so talking about the the, uh, the collectors or the, the, the newer versions of them, um, the King Grayskull figure comes with a halved, two versions of his sword, one that's fully together and two that are actually split in half. So you got three swords? Essentially, what? three swords. <laughs> and the one is him, suppo- is him splitting the power sword into its two halves, one of which Skeletor has and one of which He-Man has. They never talked about that. They never talked about that. I can, I can show you both. Let's come halves. up with our fan fiction of why he would have given the good guys a half and the bad, or like what in the world? Like it was Zodak again. Yeah, Zodak <laughs> trolling like, the keeping whole. Keeping the balance. I'm keeping the balance. So <laughs> I derailed that one. So so he man he comes with the power sword, half pa- of the power sword. Power sword, battle axe, double sided by the a, way. Probably the coolest battle axe in all of like low fantasy history. I mean, to me, the standard. Because when I saw other axes that had only one side and maybe like a pike on the other end, I was like, yeah. stupid axe. Yeah. That's no axe. Well, you chop one way. <laughs> exactly. So the axe, the battle axe, and then this very iconic shield that had like the four, like the quadrants with the uh, with the red, the crimson in there. And so that that was his uh, setup. And... Oh, and the and the chest the chest piece the harness maybe maybe the source of his power maybe not right right depending on which mythos you want to subscribe right. to which I maybe like maybe Nazi maybe not well because it has that <laughs> it has the iron cross yes. on the front which as a kid I just thought looked cool no I never thought a thing about it yeah and I didn't even you know think of it yeah and then later on especially when they had the He Man battle armor that's when all of a sudden it was an H yep and, it was and like, then oh. the the new figures when they rebooted them. Not the not the the Maddie collectors, but when they did the two thousand two, right? Yeah, they made it an H an or H. something. Yeah, it was a it was a stylized. It kind of had the Iron Cross kind of motif, but it was clearly a, like a stylized H. Right. Yeah. How about for you? What? How about Skeletor? Skeletor, not to be left completely in the wrong end of the arms race, also came with half of the power sword came with his weapon of choice which was the havoc staff yes which was a body length uh wizard's rod with a goat horned goat head skull at the top oh man <laughs> talking about demonic imagery i mean and the color purple that they used oh like that is an evil purple. It is. There is. N- you are up to no good if you're wearing that color purple. No, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt at all with that purple. That you know. And then his awesome harness, which is not the same as He-Man's. Right. It's actually uh, got like a crossbones and has shoulder pauldrons of a sort, uh, just leather straps. It's really kind of a cool. I don't know. Like in these pictures we're looking at here of the paintings. It almost makes it look like the hood is a part of that harness. Right. I never got that sense with the figure that the hood was supposed to be attached to that harness. Yeah. The but. hood the hood was an always a different stage of like it didn't even in the cartoon it was kind of like uh, ephemeral nebulous on how it related to the other pieces of his wardrobe. This is where in the movie I kind of liked that it was more part of an overall cloak. It made more sense than just a piece. It was more like a hat right? <laughs> on this. I but. wonder why they'd use that choice. Is it, was it easier to just mold a hood and the skeletal face? Maybe. They did not want a full skeletal head because they knew parents like ours would be like, nah. I'm thinking maybe the latter. Yeah. I'm thinking like the visage of an, of an entire skull. Yeah. And you're also like, now you, it's always been the joke, but like he has a fully muscled body right. and a skull, skull face. face. And the idea being like, is it just his face? Is it his whole head? And the idea being that like, I think they, and they solved a lot of problems with gore by just leaving that hood on. Like right. there's no brain. You don't have to worry about that kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Can't see a spinal column. Or, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Now we're just kind of grasping. But yeah, but yeah, so they came with like three weapons essentially, which was not a shabby. That's a lot, actually. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about the cost of production, yeah, like they don't have to put that stuff in there, right? I guess He Man does kind of win out in the end though, because he came with that shield. He comes with a shield because Skeletor did not come with a no shield, shield, just a staff and a sword. Yeah, that's and the harness if you want to count that as harness. Did he come with the loincloth? Um, it was a belt, yeah, yeah. similar to like uh, Trap Jaw kind of had that belt yeah. accessory, but uh, and it would get, but it would clip around. I mean, he had the same kind of fur diaper with the with the metal belt, but yeah, he had that little skull right. belt with the three 
So you're a kid that sees these He-Man things and you're talking to Santa Claus. Your first toys are going to be some combination probably of He-Man and or Skeletor. Right. So that bar is set high with accessories. Yes. All right. So anything you get after that is going to be judged on the basis of, I guess that's cool, but He-Man came with all this stuff. I agree. I remember kind of having that subconscious thought when you had a character that came with a, like, a gun. You're like, this is cool. He has a gun. He-Man had three things. Um, I remember even with certain He-Man figures, sometimes the characters just came with one weapon. Yeah. Um, uh, Ram, Ram Man, Man yep. had that axe. One axe, a really long axe. With, there again, with like a hatchet, right? It was more of a hatchet yeah. than it was an axe. Uh, like He-Man was more of a battle axe. He had more of like a wood, woodsman's kind of thing. Right. Um, Mechanek had that weird club that was like kind of... I thought the axe was weird for Ram Man. And uh, I, th- I just always assumed it had something to do with his backstory. But with his self-propelled motion that he has, yeah. I thought like a spear or yeah. something would make sense. Yeah. But like, is he going to jump at you and then hack at you? Yeah, like, <laughs> Well, and maybe even with the theme of being a ram, like a mace or something yeah. like that. But yeah. But Man at Arms had a mace. He did. That yeah, was a cool mace. It was a cool mace. Two two people came with maces, right? It was him and Mechanek. Mechanek had that weird hollowed out mace. It was a weird. It was like look, a baseball bat. It looked like a bat slash baton. It was weird. Was it jeweled? It looked like it had, <laughs> it had, it had facets. It was like a diamond. It would have been. It would have hurt to have been hit with that. Oh thing. yeah, I know that much. Yeah, like it was like a baseball bat with like, like a bejeweled baseball right. bat. So Man in Arms came with a lot of stuff then too, didn't he? He did. If you count all those armor pieces, he came decked out. The chest, face piece. Chest, leg, arm. One arm, one leg. Yep. Um, and then he came with that uh, mace. And I want to say he came with a gun. Yeah, he uh, let's look it up. I don't think he came on the on the the newest release of the uh, the loyal subjects figures. He came with three uh, three uh, things. He came with the mace, a gun, and also a sword, like a short sword. Yeah, the the new version comes with a pistol. The old one appears to not. Was it just a mace? Just a mace. He didn't even have a mustache. <laughs> See, let's not talk about the not mustache. I wish they would have never have. I don't know why they didn't have him have a mustache. Right. It's good enough for Rio Blast, apparently. Well, yeah. I just... Uh, he, but, but the extra armor was still pretty cool, though. I'm not angry about no, the extra armor No, the pieces. armor was actually pretty awesome. And I this was, was kinda, 80s. It was kind of the height of the non-symmetrical clothing. It was. It was like it was like extra cool to have one piece of something and not two. I will say his mace is really short. I always thought that too. Like not not a lot of reach on that sucker, you know, it's close combat. When when you do the the pullback mechanism with their waist. Oh yeah. You, it's it makes it look like you're clubbing someone pretty hardcore, but really he's kind of like backhand slapping them. Hapsha. <laughs> <laughs> um but a lot of blood, I'll tell you who what one character whose uh, whose accessories blew me away, which once again had no like anchor to anything to me at the time, which I still had trouble putting together. Was Tila had that snake armor and then had that snake staff. Staff. I I have Tila as one of my mini collection, the original Tila, and I only like her with the snake armor on. Yeah, and it is. Especially now that things are kind of worn out with the with the rubber bands and so on, it's really awkward. The weight of the pieces um, they didn't put that into consideration when they designed them. Right. So they designed a figure, and some of the figures can't stand on their own as it is. Mm-hmm. And then you put this really front heavy uh, headdress, and so you can kind of make the staff like a cane, prop her up with it, but it doesn't work because yeah. it's so flimsy and it's and it not tapers, long enough. Doesn't yes. it taper even? Yeah. Right. It's like a straightened out snake. And her accessories are, are weird to start with because that, that isn't Tila. Right. <laughs> Why does she have snake armor? And they don't, in the cartoon, no snake armor. And I think we talked about in the past, we think that based on the mini comics, that, that it was almost like a play for a two-for-one action figure. She Maybe. could be the... The goddess. The goddess. I almost said sorceress. Yeah. The goddess or Tila. But when she's Tila, then she's just... Hey, I'm Tila from the block. Like, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even have any weapons, and she's supposed to be like the captain of the guard. Yeah. No weapon, no gun, no nothing. I mean, the figure, I remember the figure coming with the snake armor and the snake staff, and then that weird shield 
That tiny little like bagel. Oh yeah, that's that right. Bagel that bagel. That little buckler. Yeah. yeah, you just kind of put it on. Yeah, like that's good for, for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say this, and this is kind of a running funny thing, but some of the most recent kind of like political correctness stuff, like kind of like criticizing, like in Skyrim for or, or other fantasy games, you have like men wearing this giant right. armor, the set bikini armor, and the bikini armor, but arguably in. He-Man, the men were more scantily clad than oh, even yeah. than yeah. Tila was. He-Man's like, I am as God made me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at them both fighting. They're wearing a fur diaper yeah. and uh, a, a barely anything chest piece. Yeah. And he doesn't want to wear that chest piece. He does not want to wear that chest piece. He's mad about yeah, it. He's, he has to because of the contract. But <laughs> Right. And I mean, but like none of the male figures have well, much. Look at Triclops. Exactly. He's like, wearing, that's... <laughs> like you said, thighs for days. <laughs> And so the women were actually more modest oh, than the men. This was not a fleshy woman fantasy. No. And they knew their target audience, I yeah. think, because you're not quite there as the the age of boy that they were aiming this for. Yeah. You're not quite there. Like, I mean, Yeah, the women were draw pretty. You probably didn't pretty. even want the girl figure. I remember wanting the sorceress as a thing, but I don't remember them having a sorceress figure. I don't think figure. they did, and if they did, it was clear the tail end. Yeah, it had to have been. Yeah. They had Zoar, which was kind of like maybe she's the, the sorceress, yeah. too. But I wanted a sorceress figure, but I never Well, like on your one. early episode, you talked about Marlena. They didn't make a princess or a Queen Marlena no. figure. No. They did with the new line. With the for new line. People who, because they're obsessively looking for anything that doesn't have a figure yet. Right. But in the original line, there was a King Randor towards King the Randor. end, but not... Queen Marlena. No, and the, the the new figure you get kind of a two for one because you get astronaut Marlena and Queen Marlena. Yeah, so it's kind of a pretty rad. It's kind of cool, but yeah, nothing to that extent. Um, but she got she had a lot of accessory, and then Evil Lynn kind of had the same that claw orb. Yeah, staff thing. And I think that's all she had. That's too. all she had. I don't remember having a um, weapon. Now, now, one of the iconic ones that you talked about with Merman was the Kaba corn. <laughs> the corn sword. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a loincloth, too. It was kind of a, like similar to his chest piece, which his chest piece was unique to him as well. There wasn't a duplicate on that. Right. Um, uh, but his, uh, yeah, his loincloth was... And he had a little piece on his belt that would be kind of... It was like a webbed-looking thing. But that cob of corn sword was, like, hilarious. Because as a weapon... It didn't look threatening on the toy. No, it didn't have any weight to it. It just was a thing that he had that made him look even more alien. Than in, in the cartoon, they had it look, look kind of serrated, I remember. Sure. But the toy was not serrated at all. Now, the new versions of Evil Lynn, as I'm flipping through here, come with a like a curved dagger, which I suppose like a sorceress or a witch. That's kind of yeah. a, a stereotypical thing for her. But the old one would have never come with that. That even seemed too far for He-Man. Yeah, I mean the only real stabby weapons were there with the power swords, and uh, and the, the axes. But I don't recall there being a, like vicious looking daggers and stuff like that. The Masters of the Universe Classics not only comes with the staff with a real crystal ball in it and the dagger, it comes with a screech, a miniature screech. Actually, probably a sized like appropriately appropriate. screech. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool because they were giant birds. Even the birds came with accessories. They have like. Back mounted like Jet weapons. harnesses, <laughs> and then they came with their uh, perches. Perches, yeah. yeah. And then the cats, of course, came with oh, their, their their armor sets. And we talked about that briefly with the battle cat, which is kind of funny on this puzzle. Uh, he doesn't have. They kind of did a classic thing like they did with uh, Panthor, where they just they just both didn't have any um, head pieces. Per the was Panthor ever in the cartoon? You know, I haven't stumbled across him yet. To my knowledge. Okay. I've been slamming these cartoons anytime I have a chance to watch one without yeah. my wife walking through and going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but the cool thing is, so, so with, with the battle cat, with the battle cat, with the cats, um, there's the armor pieces. We talked about it with battle cat. He had that goblin looking kind of mask mm -hmm. that was terrifying. Yeah, looking. that was crazy. And uh, with the new iteration of Panthor, they got this... Going with the demon theme, he has this crazy headpiece that has like like antlers. Oh, he has horns. Horns. They're crazy looking enough that I was like, I kind of want that Panthor. It, it looks very. Talk about the evil purple. It has this evil green color to his armor and that headpiece. 
is like it doesn't cover up his face, but it just sits on top like a crown. So and you still it, see his full scary face. Yeah, and then it has this like gigantic looking, like almost like the movie Legend with uh, you know the devil. oh nice these gigantic horns that come off of the uh, the armor piece. So that's one thing that's been always. If there is a hallmark to any of these guys' designs, it's the armor and the uh, accessories are just so two wonky. of the, two of the more iconic. Uh, weapons when it comes to the laser guns, mm-hmm. um, Zodak. Yes, he has that weird, like, blossom looking. It's really strange. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's got four veins mm-hmm. on the side, but they're, they're uh, curved mm-hmm. and they don't really seem to serve any purpose. And, and the thickness and everything of them just, it just looks so out of place. Um, the other one would be the one that comes with Manny Faces. Yes. Which almost looks like, it looks like a G.I. Joe machine gun. Yeah. And it has almost like a little, like a, a little bit of a, a shield on it, like a, a bl- debris shield or right. something. Uh, but then like if the stock and everything was cut away and they just added like a dowel thin handle on it. Right. It almost looked in my brain, and this is why Manny Faces is probably still one of my favorite, if not my favorite character for Masters of the Universe. His gun looked very kind of Flash Gordon-y yeah. to me. And just it just even drove that design home even more, where his gun had all these funky angles. It was a chunky look, and it was orange. I mean, everything about it was just yeah. kind of like... Everything about him is just like check out my gun. Yeah, <laughs> like he did, yeah. yeah. He's, he's very very out there character. Like, is he a robot? Like, to this day, I'm still like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's yeah. a robot. In the cartoon, a... he's an actor, which makes even less sense. Like, why is he wearing that like cryogenic tube on I his know. head? Like, I love it. It just doesn't make sense. So they were so crazy about accessories that even the playset came with accessories. Yes. So these are the famous. I'll show you the picture here. Yes. The, the famous ones that came with Grayskull with the weapon rack. Mm-hmm. So um, you get a couple pole arms, which just kind of add to the medieval theme. I think they're none of them fit anyone's hand. Right. They were just kind of there for show. You have um, the halberd looking axe, and uh, that, that once again a mace, and then a proper spear. Yep. Then it comes with this little laser pistol. Yep. It fits in no one's hand. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, it's like a Dillinger. <laughs> it's a single shot little. <laughs> but then it, a, a recreation of, is that the same mace that Man at Arms has? Um, I don't think it's the same mace. I think it's Similar a slight to, variation of. Um, and then like a throwing axe. Yep. And then this double-handled Blaster laser rifle that nobody had. Like it wasn't a recreation of anything. It was solely something that was in Grayskull. And then yeah. like a really cool like uh, Roman soldier sword. Yeah. Again, that doesn't fit in anyone's hand. I don't. Think. None of those. I remember that 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 small axe that kind of has that hand guard. Yeah. It, I tried to put that in someone's hands and it would never hold still. It was always like too thin. Like their grip never was tight enough to hold it. Other than the power sword, um, there wasn't a lot of swords in this toy line. Not a lot. Uh, um, Triclops. Triclops had a unique sword. It was huge. Very long. And then the Asian guy that... Oh, uh, what's his name? It came with... It was like a huge curved sword. Was he the guy with the giant karate chop It might have been. Was it Jitsu? Jitsu, yeah. Yeah, he came with a... (laughs) Being... Being you know sensitive to all that. Yeah, of course he's going to have like... (laughs) That was just such an 80s sensibility. Like... Of course. <laughs> I'm trying to look through here to see if there's anybody I forgot, and it just keeps pulling up pictures of uh, uh, the Beast same Man guys. had a unique weapon. Oh, that's right. You guys talked about that on your Beast Man episode. Yep. It was a whip, but a whip. it was constructed strange for a toy. It was just a black, like, conical, like, handle with just a black string. Yeah, a black piece of thread. You couldn't actually crack, crack or... it, no. And, and it wasn't like. Formed in the shape of a cracking whip. It was just a piece of string. Yeah, just always hang there limp when you're playing. Yeah. See, Beastman came with arm armor and a harness as well. Huh? Yeah, but I think the whip was his only weapon. It was. I don't think he came with a gun or. Well, anything and like you guys that. talked about this with Beastman, and we probably should get into this about Beastman in a different episode. But his real power was he can control animals. Animals. So, yeah. like, why does he even need a weapon? Like, the right. whip makes sense because right. you're like going to drive the herd, but right, like. He should be a way more formidable villain. I we yeah. I 
the the trope of making them kind of the dopes, like, oh, he's such an idiot. But yeah, I and mean, wasn't Merman able to control like, Aquaman type abilities? Didn't he have some sort of telepathy? I over- still to this day don't understand why they bothered developing him because like a true fish out of water deal. I mean, he just never. <laughs> Like, how many missions can you go on? Like, would a good thing we're next to this lake because Merman will jump out. Like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Just keep clear of the lakes. Merman will leave us alone. So, I think on one of the early episodes, we talked about the Wonder He Man, <laughs> which I'm going to go on record as saying I don't think the Wonder Bread He Man exists. Ever. I think. I think this is one of those things that's organically grown from uh, urban legend. There is no proof. People can swear up and down. They remember sending the things in. They claim that they have these same weapons, but all the weapons for Wonder He-Man are things you can acquire from weapons the packs, weapon and, packs and so on. Matter of fact, there is a Zodak at Pop Culture Exchange right now that has the Wonder He-Man armor on it. They've, yep. they've dressed it up incorrectly, and they have it incorrectly labeled as being a complete, which yeah. it's not. Because <laughs> Zodak originally had the red, red. armor. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I know that they played fast and loose with the colors. I know, like we've talked before, like Stratos had, like, flip-flop colors. like Red or blue wings, depending right. on what. And it's what. the opposite of what the jetpack is, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. But the Wondar He-Man, for those of you who don't know, allegedly came with brown accessories. Brown hair. Brown hair. Yep. And he came with a brown axe with, like, a hook on the other side. Yeah. like a, 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 The skinny version of that sword that comes with Castle Grayskull, but it's brown. Mm-hmm. And then a brown shield that doesn't look like his He-Man shield. Right. And he comes with black Zodak armor. And the idea being that he was a special ordered He-Man from Wonder right. Bread. That was the idea. And right? no one's stories collude. Uh, no one can find a shred of evidence for the promotion, which is weird considering some of the stuff that exists. There's just nobody can collaborate that this is a real thing. Huh. And it's way too easy to fake. And right. I see people trying to sell these things for big money sometimes, even in the collector's groups. I'm like, who is even spending a dime on this? Mm-hmm. It seems ridiculous to me. But I, I'm going on record as saying I don't think it ever existed. I mean, without there being any supportive evidence towards it, it has to. I mean, there's a whole culture of making these weird one-off like oh, and, and they're good at it. And they're well, and some are actually legitimately funny. You see that one called Skip Leg Day Man, where he's, no. <laughs> he's, he's a He-Man figure with these tiny little thin oh, legs. That's wonderful. It's hilarious. I mean, not to self-plug, but I did take. Uh, 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 I went to Pop Culture Exchange and I took a, and I didn't get a, a good version. It was kind of the well played with because they'll sell them for way cheaper, like the you know missing pieces. So I bought a He-Man and a. Um, a real blast for a combined cost of like six dollars and with my dremel tool and some paint and some and some modeling clay i made a lenny vernon uh badass trucker <laughs> for, for omaha underground comics but the point was i was like i mean he looks still like a he-man figure because he has all the pieces and parts of he-man and i was like this is i can see some of the fun of making your own right. he-man figure in a way but yeah the one dar bread i'm with you i think he's and then adding that to the mythology of like uh, of these characters, did Stratos come with any weapons? Stratos, I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't recall him coming with a weapon. And I don't think so either. He came with uh, wings and a backpack. Yeah, I just think his jetpack and his wings. I don't believe he ever had a weapon. They don't show one on the figure backs. You know when they show like the illustrations. Yeah, I just don't recall him having a weapon. Yeah, ever. Um, Trapjaw had the only weapons he had were the ones that plugged into his. He arms. came with three arms. He and had the gun, the axe, and there was something else—a hook. Is that right? A gun, an axe, and a hook. Well, I know there was a hook and a gun. Yeah, I know that, maybe that is right. Um, I could have sworn it was an axe. In the in the new one, they went with the things he actually used on the cartoon, and so like there's a fly swatter. They have a fly swatter. I believe so, and I can't remember. Let's look it up here. I don't know if you listened to the one where we, uh, where Billy and I discussed. Yeah, a hook, a, a claw, and a gun. Yeah, a hook, a claw, and a gun. A claw. That's what it was. Um, I liked the fact that in the cartoon, he had to manually switch out what he had. Yeah. It wasn't like transforming right there. He just had to like, hold on, <laughs> like a pirate, and like pull it off and then put a new one on. Um, there used to be a time when I think if I sat down, I could separate all the... 
all the pieces with all the right the guys. Characters. I think there's some now that I would be stymied on. There's a gun I kept looking for. I couldn't figure out who it went to. And I think it's, is that Roboto's? Let me see. That is Roboto's gun. One. Does That's it fit silver. into his arm? It plugs into his arm, arm hole. <laughs> um, so yeah, you kind of touched base on this. We kind of mentioned it was there was, they would sell these weapon packs and so you could, like, because eventually I think, because the whole idea was that you could switch and mention, uh, uh, you know, um, I, I'm stumbling on words now. You could match and play with different characters having different armor sets. And so the idea being you could buy these little packs that had additional pieces of armor and weapons and just switch them out like crazy so you could be like you know hey he-man you want to wear you know skeletor's armor go crazy you know and and uh those packs made it a lot of fun and so they played with some of the color schemes on some of the weapons and and armor pieces which was good that they did because then you could kind of tell them apart but like here's a weapons pack here um it comes with beast man's harness yep the black zodak Yep. armor so they've changed the color slightly yep you get a shield but it's again a gray version of that shield the alleged wonder bread yep. he-man has and then a set of he-man's weapons colored blue mm-hmm. now that fake order that i had in my hand today had the blue weapons someone yep. obviously replaced them because they had lost them yep but those aren't necessarily fakers weapons those are he-man's weapons just colored blue yeah and then there again the black so stratos and the black or the red strato or uh red many faces many faces and then the black zodak gun i wonder why those were the armor sets they chose to like you know that's a good in. question and beast man's whip is in there too are they things that tend to get lost more than i mean i could see it with he-man's power sword because that that knuckle guard piece that actually keeps it in his hand. I could see that breaking mm-hmm. more often than not. But are kids really upset? Like, oh, man, like that little shield I never use. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, to me, like the iconic weapons were the ones that I wanted duplicates of. And so I didn't like that they changed the colors a little bit. Like, why would you, why mess with the colors? Make right, them gray. Yeah. Like, I want a backup. <laughs> the, the real He-Man shield, something about that color scheme with the gray and the reddish yeah. orange. Like, it's a cool color scheme. Yeah. And so if you get, like, a knockoff color of it, which it didn't come with the weapons mm-hmm. pack, but if when you if you got a, a bootleg version of it, it just isn't the same. I remember being sad with the shield because the shield, if you remember right, it was actually, like, two pieces, and it had cardboard. In- oh, is that what it was? It wasn't it, stickers. No, it was cardboard inside, like, like a cardboard disc inside of two pieces that formed the shield. I see. And I was playing with He-Man outside, and I dropped his shield into a puddle. Uh-oh. And I picked it up, and the, the cardboard got warped. Oh, no. And started to get kind of crumbly and flaky, and it instantly made me like, no, my He-Man shield, no. And so, like, there was no way... To change, I mean, without wrecking the shield. Right. They weren't meant to be pulled apart no, it and was put back together. put together for good. Yeah. So I couldn't replace the cardboard. And so I remember being so bummed out that my cardboard was all warped and flaky. And uh, I was dabbing it off with a paper towel to right. hopefully minimize it. And, and uh, so to this day, I was like, why didn't they just package like three of those shields in and you could just, you know, have backups did you do the thing where if he-man came with all those weapons that he had to have them on his person at all times i kind of did he tuck them into his straps and that was where the strap was tough because with that axe you were jamming that thing in there and his back muscles didn't quite allow and you kind of shortened the longevity of that strap yeah because they weren't tough no they were a flimsy plastic that i bet they're like brittle as heck now oh they probably just break apart they just crumble if you look at them funny now, if you look at this picture here... But conversely, sorry, the axe handle was like this rubber that would never break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you could bend it sideways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was and crazy. 90 degrees and it would come back. Well, that's what I was going to say, the axe. When you look at the replacement axe in that blue color, something about He-Man's being gray. They yeah. look like real weapons. They did. And Skeletor being like probably a wizard or something, yeah. his being off-color was okay. Yeah, they were purple. It's but cool. when you have this powder blue baby blue power sword and axe they look weird yeah it doesn't like i i don't understand the idea behind unless they were just trying to make you buy another he-man to get the weapon and it wasn't like people were selling aftermarket collector versions of these toys at that time where they're like no we have to differentiate so the collector's market can tell if you lost the original <laughs> weapon or i don't not. think they were yeah, thinking they that didn't way. care no 
No, it was probably kind of like, but and not to like totally like destroy our 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 uh, memory, but it was probably some leftover vat of plastic they had. Yeah, they we like, got blue. <laughs> we use the blue. <laughs> use up all the blue and these dumb kids. I hate them. <laughs> they like He-Man. They can have blue He-Man. <laughs> it's just it boggles the mind, and it's one of the things like you're saying now that people wouldn't even tolerate. Like, wait, what? Well, about this same time that the blue weapons would have hit the market maybe a little after you couldn't buy a realistic looking toy gun no um they started for good reason started putting uh, bright colors on the bodies themselves bare minimum in the muzzle yeah but um so i wonder if a part of that too is is like look if we make it a fanciful color it takes the edge of it off yeah maybe i'm giving them too much credit maybe but i mean G.I. Joe definitely didn't follow suit for years. No. So, I mean, maybe not. I mean, He-Man really wasn't at the forefront of... Plus, they were all, like, fanciful weapons. I mean, kids would... I mean, arguably, kids would be able to get a hold of a G.I. Right. Joe-style gun quicker oh, yeah. than they could get a hold of a Zodak-style right. gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this laser gun. I found this... I found this musk melon with a handle on it. It's <laughs> such a weird gun. Like, bang, bang. I would love to know the story behind some of that. I, I That gun looks like, if you were to pull the trigger, it sounds like a tomato splatting. Yeah, but that's a shame is with the cartoon, they didn't, like right. they toned back the violence so much. It, you don't always get to see the toys. Like for a thing that existed only to sell the toys, they right. introduced just a part of the line and didn't even like build on that mythology of the accessories. Right. I mean, this is where it does get, and we talked about this briefly with like, what's your dream version of the end of the new movie, which I was like, I don't want to see them make it hyper violent. Mm -mm. That being said, I don't want to see them make it like the cartoon either, where they just pulled, they pulled all their punches and He-Man never really had any real physical conflict with anybody shy of wrestling them down. Like, Oh, I'll hold you still. I think it needs to be like, uh, Conan the Barbarian. Right. Which, if we watch it now, it's amazing that it had a rated R. I mean, if you took the nudity out of it. Right. I mean, even if they cut people in half, the way that the special effects were then compared right. to now, I don't want to see He-Man cut people in half. But no. I want to see sword play. I want to see sword play. I, I want to see, see someone get punched when the swords are locked up together. I want to see injury, certainly. Right. You know, like, like, and so the idea is the, 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 the paradox or the or the cultural rift between the cartoon and the image I'm looking at on this yes. puzzle. Right. <laughs> it's like they're selling different products entirely. Exactly. You know, it's like uh, they, they're G.I. Joe. They're like policemen and they just want Cobra to stop being naughty. And then right. like, you buy the toy and it's like a rocket launcher. <laughs> and like they didn't, they, There wasn't a disconnect with G.I. Joe like that. Right. Uh, Transformers the same way. Megatron yep. still turned into the handgun and yep. for some reason shrunk and ended up in Starscream's hand. <laughs> uh, the Thundercats obviously used weapons. Yeah. Uh, they used the laser bolos and the, and the sword and all that. Right. So it's, it's just so weird that he-man had to be the one that like okay we'll clean up our act like why them like why did it have to be them when their toy was so quintessentially from the beginning action oriented right so it's just weird which you could have made disposable villains and granted they had no trouble busting up robots that was one thing that the hover bots yeah Yeah, the the hordak bot which didn't come into play until way later no um it seems to us way later probably was like two years yeah like four episodes in (laughs) (laughs) but but uh, you know, you could have easily have done like a disposable villain that was you know that still would have increased, uh, kept the barbarian cred right. to a certain level, especially when you're hot off the heels, and not to mention Thundar again, but but of a character like Thundar, right. who's kicking guys off cliffs. If those two shows are on TV at the same time, and we don't know anything that we know about how awesome the toys are, right? You're picking purely on cartoons. Oh yeah, I'm not watching He Man. No. If my choice is Thundar, yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, arguably, and we don't need to get into a huge Thundar thing. Did you ever like Thundar as a thing? You no, know, I didn't get exposed to it nearly enough. I it just wasn't on our TV at a time when I would see it. Sure, only enough that I'm aware of it. I see, but I've seen uh, from time to time. I've caught an episode as a kid. Sure, I have not seen it as an adult, but I've seen it referenced in the books I've read. Because, you know, Jack Kirby's involvement and so on. Yep. But um, it, it's hardcore post-apocalyptic. Yeah. 
I, I grew up on military bases quite a bit, and so for some reason in Virginia, one of the, one of the Air Force bases would show this Hanna-Barbera like hour or like block. So and whatever it, whatever they showed from right, that studio, huh? Right, and so it was like you had Space Ghost and the Herculoids, and there was this other one where this guy would like, they turn, they had all these like space sleds and they would turn into like different comets. Really? It was crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. But then but then Thundar was right on top of that. So my actually my earliest exposure was Thundar the Barbarian to the point to where when He-Man came in, I felt like He-Man like was, was riffing on it, huh? Well or maybe like a sequel. Like I thought it was like, oh, this is like Thundar. And so they didn't feel like fighting properties to me. They felt like complimentary. Right. And so, uh, and so I didn't feel like I had to pick between the two. But then very quickly, because I'm like, Thundar is throwing guys off cliffs and like taking pleasure and hacking dudes up. Right. And then and with his son's, his fabulous son sword. And then you get to He-Man who's like not hurting anybody right and i was like oh this is a different kind of barbarian and then and then the comics and as a kid you just kind of floated easily like oh well in the comics he's gonna jack a fool you know and yeah you know like that scene of lodar pulling his hair back i mean that's vicious looking stuff yeah and uh so yeah just a very strong dichotomy between the maybe the difference is is that they entered the market as a toy to start with so the standards had to be like retroactive like you sell toys to children whereas like Robotech the cartoon people die every day on that show and they're cool with it because it's yeah. the car- it's so weird that they didn't put the same level of care to the comic though right like because the comic came with the toy yeah and you read that you feel book. like maybe they snuck it in I think they snuck it like, in like I'm not reading this you nerds like <laughs> I, I think they were like they didn't even look at the comic right. book right is there a comic book in there yeah it's a Two. comic book right yeah okay right. we're good yeah, you just get two pages in, and you're like, He-Man's punching Ram Man. Well, <laughs> as much as we like to give him credit for not keeping a, a steady continuity, uh, some of that was editorial uh, oversight because of the rate at which they were producing this right. stuff as well. And it just was like a happy accident. Yeah. So I think it's obvious that they weren't looking at those comic books. Because like, whatever, ship it. He punched his own home out of a mountain. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which, which that, that's maybe where some of our love of it exists, too. Because, because of the pace and because of the amount of latitude that the creators had, it allowed for such a gigantic, diverse thing. Do you think that influenced the accessories then? Do you think that like, look, I designed this gun and well, put it with the Zodak guy. He doesn't have anything yet. Like, you know, like was there any, like other than the main characters, do you think that there was just like, I've designed all this stuff that's got to go to somebody? Yes. Like the kid's got to have this weapon and might as well come with this guy. I don't think they did a focus group. I don't think they thought about, well, well, the culture of Eternia really would have the armor be more of this color instead. Sure. They were just like, I made this stuff and this model is easy to do and let's just go. And they just did it. And it was a happy kind of coincidence in a way. Right. And it became memorable even though they're terrible, like some of those accessories. I... Like we said, I defend it all day long, whether it was on purpose or on accident or just pure chance. I just it is what it is. Like you I just think, it. take it as it is. I mean, like He Man would have been great if they would have put more care. And like, no, it's just it's He Man. Like it just is what it is. It's so funny that like for the reason that we love it, some, that those are some people's reasons for not liking. Right. It. Like they want there to be a strict. And I'll be honest, it's the reason I hate some other stuff. Is because like make up your mind what you are already. Right. Like, are you serious? Are you for kids? Or but like with He Man, it was I think it, the age it was introduced, and then like the themes of it, because there, there really isn't anything like it now. Mm-hmm. Like we could talk about maybe on another show, like where the obvious influences of He Man have come from. But you're going to give an action figure an axe and a laser rifle. Yeah. Like that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. I mean the the whole market's changed anyway, but you don't introduce that character to kids. Like, right. Right, you have both. Wait, so magic and technology? And yes. it's not like they won't do that like in video games, but you usually have the ninja guy, mm-hmm. the samurai guy, then you have like the sniper, mm-hmm. you know, like but you don't have that like do I go with the blaster today or do I go with the sword of ancients? Like <laughs> when, do, when do I know when to use Oh, you'll know. Well, I, I don't know when. Yeah, no. The weapons and the armor and that's one thing like it it it's 
such creativity was allowed right. that I feel like that's what really allowed the iconic look, the vehicles even. I mean, just the idea that each vehicle is kind of rendered from the, like the sky sled has a dragon head on the front and so does the Wind Raider. And, uh, you know, I allowing that amount of flexibility allowed, you know, yeah, He-Man to just be... Just go nuts. <laughs> I mean, the character guide alone, like you were talking about, I mean, there's some design concepts that were just like, what? <laughs> right. Well, then if you look at something like the harnesses that they came with, um, they're kind of utilitarian because they act as their clothes. So they're not just a bunch of naked men running right. around. But to think about, they had to be considerate of the plastics they were using because they had to make sure it was malleable enough to fit around the chest mm-hmm. within certain tolerances of design or production uh, sway, you know, like the chest circumference isn't going to be exactly the same with every batch, you know? Right, right. And then um, they, they put those knobs in it the way they did. They designed, oh, if we do it like this, we can just push this through here. We don't have to worry about, like, the cinch tie or anything. Like, there was some actual engineering going on. Yep. Some chemical engineering, some physical engineering, some design. And then on top of all that was that imaginative aesthetic mm-hmm. that we talk about that, like, it just captivates you. Like, Skeletor's armor is cool. It's still cool. Well, and the thing was, they could have made those armor pieces part of their body. Absolutely. Just molded it on there. Right. But no. They made it to where you could take it off right. and switch it out with other stuff. Whether it was cheaper that way or not, it allowed creativity within a toy that all of a sudden you're like, this, he's wearing clothes. Like, right. it, it, I mean, he, yeah, his boots didn't come off. But, like, you could take his chest plate off. Right. And... He-Man's naked, almost naked. (laughs) It's almost like, almost fulfilling like an unspoken wish that maybe you had because the the girls' toys, like Barbie, came with a thousand accessories Mm -hmm. and you could buy outfits and stuff. And like the Mego action figures, like you could take some of their costume off and stuff. It was kind of a drag that you had Star Wars and like, not only could you not bend their arms, but they looked as they looked. Right. Couldn't take their hoods off, couldn't do this, couldn't do that, maybe a cape. Right. So He-Man was kind of like this weird area where it was like maybe the first accessorized doll for boys uh, since the golden age of figures where you had like G.I. Joes and stuff that were Barbie dolls for boys. But, right. But, you know. Even those big gym figures. Com- compared to like G.I. Joe and Star Wars, it's like you could dress these figures to an extent. Now, yeah. they eventually got away from that. They molded everything. Yeah. But it was kind of an, it was this interesting approach. It's like they took a step back and said like, Let's use our hands and our imaginations together. And, yep. you know, it was really cool. Um, Which, tip of the hat to uh, um, Loyal Subjects and also the uh, uh, Super 7 guys, because those harnesses are all separate yeah. parts. You can take them off again. Yeah, like those you... are like fully realized action figures. Yeah. And they're cool. I mean, there's some love put into that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So He-Man, once again, just another aspect of it where... Um, a lot of care and maybe some more attention when you spend on it you realize it's a part of it that made it awesome that you wouldn't have thought of just the stuff that came packed in with it yeah and uh you know like if i was at a flea market and someone just was selling he-man's axe there for a quarter i'd probably buy it just for the nostalgia for his axe like that doesn't happen with toys like oh look it's this you know yeah um let's close out on this so you and I build in our micro collections. Mm-hmm. We're not notoriously snooty about what we buy. It just no, the no. timing of it has more to do with anything. Sure. Action figure without the accessories. Oh. So it, it's easy to buy Manny faces without his accessory. Right. All you're missing out on is the gun. One gun. And that's fine. We're not playing with these things anymore. His character really didn't rely on that gun for his identity. Do you buy a He-Man figure at a reasonable price without the harness or his accessories? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, so a bare-chested He-Man. Or Skeletor. So nothing. Yeah. I have to say no. I agree. I pass. I've got to at least have the harness. Yeah. I mean, the sword should be the deal-breaker, but I think if it was a He-Man with the harness, at least I could put him on Battle Cat. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. I mean, like Ram Man. Would you buy a Ram Man without his axe? Yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah. I, I have him. I would probably, if I bought him with the axe, the axe is going in the box. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like he, I mean, he, it's almost, they are almost as iconic in my mind as Battle Cat is. Right. And so, if you know, for me, they're a combo deal already. 
Frankly, I, I passed up two battle cats because they didn't come with his armor. Yeah, so same I thing. Would you buy a battle cat, a naked battle cat? I know it defeats the purpose. Right, he's a green tiger. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like I want the option to take off the helmet, yes. but I don't want it not there. Uh, Tila, I wanted the headdress. Yep. Um, so she was a deal breaker without the accessories. I probably could have lived without the staff. Man at arms without his armor. Would yeah, you buy him? Weird with that. <laughs> Man at arms, why are you wearing a green singlet? I would buy Stinkor without his armor. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I bought him with the armor, but oh, you bought I, him with- I would buy him without, I think. Well, it's like it's weird because it's like He-Man without his armor is obviously that's his skin. Yes. And Skeletor, we all know that's his blue skin. Right. And so then you're starting to question, like, man at arms? Yeah. <laughs> Are you green? Or is that just like a Yuna's suit? <laughs> Are you wearing a Yuna, a Yuna, yeah, a giant body suit there? Uh, that's a good question. Like, which figures would you buy without their accessories? I wouldn't buy a trap jaw without at least one attachment. Yeah, yeah. No. It's got to have an arm. Right. Um, gosh, that, that's a great question. You know, one more thing we should maybe point out, too, is uh, talk about multiple accessories. With some of these, uh, with the new Super 7 figures, they've kicked out multiple heads. You can actually buy head packs. Oh, that's right. And of different, and then the, the, the new Manny faces comes with an interchangeable, you could take out the standard three faces. And there's different ones. And there's another head that has He-Man's face, oh, weird. Skeletor's face, and Orko's face. That's weird. It is weird. I have it off to the side just because, but it is very weird. But uh, alternate heads, who would have thought? Yeah, that's strange. Oh, well. <laughs> no, why it, not? It's a deep, deep rabbit hole. This, <laughs> this hobby. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, if any of you have any accessories that point out to you as iconic, or just weird, or troublesome, <laughs> <laughs> share them on our Facebook page, please. We'd love to hear from Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And if anybody has ever been able to successfully own Webster without his hook tying in a knot, I want to hear about that. There you yes, go. Those things came knotted, I think. <laughs> they came pre-tangled. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have on this episode of Make Eternia Great Again. And uh, until next time. Yeah, until next time, guys. It's been fun. Yeah.